Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. This is the final daily Take Heart that we're going to be doing and uh, we're going to move to doing <coughs> excuse me, a Monday and a Friday uh, as of tomorrow, which will be happens to be Monday. So um, we'd love to continue just to journey together and to reflect together through everything that we're going through at the moment. Um, today, I want to look at how do we keep going? Um, really? How do we persevere? Lots of us um, wake up sooner or later, and for some of us this happens much sooner in life than others, but to the reality that life is hard. It's not always um, hard, but it's hard a lot of the time. And uh, then it becomes a question, well, how do, we, how do we live in a world where we're gonna have trouble? And one of the people that really inspires me in the scripture is David. Um, David is from Sunday school, you know, the main kind of details of David's life that I knew were David was anointed as a young boy to be king, then he fought a giant, then he became king. That's what I thought the story was until as I got older I read it properly for myself and I found that his life was so hard. And I was so shocked by this because I thought he's anointed, and he was, king as a little boy, you know. Samuel, who was the prophet. Um, you know, he comes to David and he pours like a jug of oil over his head and says, you know, God's hand is on you. He's going to make you the leader. This is like the Pope turning up at your doorstep when you're 12 and just like pouring oil over you and saying you are going to be the next prime minister. This is a huge deal. And so you think, right, if anyone's going to have this kind of fast track, red carpet, easy ride into life and into leadership, it's the person that God has anointed from when they're a child. But David's life was incredibly tough. And so just a few things, I mean, I can't go into all the details, but the headlines, you know, after he kills Goliath, um, he becomes the rising star in the army. And Saul, the king, is so threatened that he tries to murder David. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being so good at your job that your boss is like, okay, there's one solution here. I'm going to have you murdered. So David has to become a fugitive and he runs uh, for years from Saul, constantly in fear of his life. Eventually Saul is killed by the Philistines. And even that moment for David wasn't like a moment of relief. It was a moment of grief. Um, such was his heart. He was saddened by how Saul's life had ended. But also on top of that, his closest friend, his dearest friend, Jonathan, was also killed in the same battle. And then we think, well, with Saul out of the way, now David's going to be the king, but that's not what happened either. So David became king of just one tribe, Judah, and has to fight this protracted civil war in order to become the king of all of Israel. Even after he becomes the king of the whole of Israel, he's still fighting the enemies of the Israelites um, on every side. And he's winning, but he's constantly having to fight. Then, I think probably one of the worst things David must have experienced was that his own son, Absalom, rebelled against him, incited a whole load of Israel to join him. And so David, in his old age, now finds himself back on the run. But this time he's being fleed, not by Saul the king, but by his own son. And there's another civil war. Again, David wins. But again, the victory for David is so bitter because... Although he wins, his son, his son dies in the battle, and so he refuses to celebrate the victory. Even as a very frail old man, when he's lying in bed, um, you know, unable to do very much, 
he's having to settle disputes. His son Solomon was going to be next in line, but another son of his again tried another coup and David had to intervene um, to stop that. So his, from really the beginning of his life right the way through to the very, very end, David's life is one long battlefield. Isn't that strange that someone would have God's hand on them and yet their life becomes so difficult? I think of it as strange, but that's because I forget what we see in the scripture. And I forget the life of Jesus, which was incredibly hard, and the lives of the disciples, which led them not away from danger, but into danger. And my question of David is, how did he manage to, to stay true to, you know, how did he keep going? How was he resilient? And and the answer is, I think it's pretty simple, um, but still it's 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 simple to say it and I think the reality of living it is is hard but this is this is the thing so David um, Psalm 27 so many of the Psalms give us an insight into David's mind and his heart and he says this in verse 4 one thing I ask from the Lord this only do I seek so what's he going to seek from God if there's only one thing is it going to be you know deliverance from all of his troubles is it going to be a massive army to defeat his enemies? Is it going to be, you know, loads of wealth? What's the one thing he's going to seek from God? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. The one thing he seeks is God, to be with God, to be close to God, to be in the presence of God. And then he goes on to say, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Who would keep David safe? God. Who would hide him? God. Who would set him high upon a firm, stable foundation? God. So what did David do? What did he devote his life to doing? Seeking God and being near him and um, choosing to live in his presence. And there's a lot of teaching around about resilience these days and so much of it is really good because it talks about things that God commands us to do, to rest and to be replenished and to have a rhythm of that, um, to have intimacy in friendship and to be in community. God creates us for community, to understand what we can control and what's really God's um, under God's kind of power, which is most of what we tend to worry about. So a lot of that stuff is so helpful. I found it incredibly freeing and releasing as I've kind of tried to practice it. But it's 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 um, God is always the foundation, and relationship with Him is ultimately what everything else is to be built on. And David, what he did is he he leaned into his God. He didn't go anywhere else. He went straight to the source of life. And just again, to read you a couple of verses from Psalms, Psalm 55, verse 22, David says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Then he says, verse, um, Psalm 26, verse 3, and I love this verse, I think it's incredible. For I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I want to be able to say that in my life. I have, I've always been mindful of your unfailing love, God, and I have lived relying on your faithfulness. Psalm 23, his biggest hit. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
He, he, he restores my soul. It's him, it's him, it's him. It's all about relationship with him. And I have, um, over the years, just had the privilege of getting to know some Christians who, from a distance, I thought were incredible. And they were doing amazing things, and God was using them in amazing ways. And then I got to know them, and I realised, after a little while, you're, you're just really normal. Um, you know, in, in some ways, I'm the, you know, the illusions, the bubble's been burst. You're just normal, but if you have a key, it's that you lean on God. It's that you're dependent upon him, and... You're, you're flawed and broken, just like every person is flawed and broken. But in your brokenness, you turn to him. I want to finish with the verse that we started um, the whole of this podcast series with. And it's from John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. Life is not going to be easy. But then he goes on to say, but take heart. Be encouraged. Why? Not because you are awesome and you've got this and you can handle it. Just dig deep and keep going. He doesn't say take heart because of that. He says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And kind of like he doesn't put this in brackets, but the implication is there, which is, and I'm with you. We can be encouraged and we can keep going and we do all the wise things we've got to do to be resilient and persevere and all of that stuff. But you know, the key is always him. And it's just being near to him. And it's remembering that he is the light of the world. He is the good shepherd. He is the true vine. He is the bread of life. He is the way, the truth and the life. He's the faithful one and he's our saviour. He's our master, he's our redeemer, and he's with us. Life won't be easy all the time. It won't be easy much of the time, but we can be encouraged because he is with us.